0: It's a spy movie. <laughs> it's more like Rocky. You
1: know. Boom! 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 Boom!
2: Boom! Boom! Bum bum of yes, the tiger it's the thrill of the fight it rising up of my life Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking
0: Bad. I'm Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and I'm Apollo Creed, man. No, Ivan Drago. Oh, okay. I you will could... break you, Jim. <laughs> if you I...
2: die, you die. Uh, this week we're talking about the episode 9 bug.
0: 9? Nine.
2: Uh, can I start off by saying holy shit? Because that's what most of our emails started with, I think.
0: Yeah, 93% according yeah. to Google Analytics. Just started straight up holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any news this week? Uh, well... Uh, the big news is hallelujah! Netflix is streaming Breaking Bad in high definition. Ooh, about time, man! So this busts open a whole new market for Breaking Bad fans, and yeah. I wish we had the other three seasons recorded <laughs> <laughs> as a companion for them. Yeah, we will eventually. Yeah, in so we'll about have to backfill eight that. seasons. But yeah, get those people on. I mean, you got friends and family have been dragging their feet, or you want to go back and check some episodes you might not have. Netflix. Oh yeah. Uh, The other uh, news I want to talk about is we had a couple questions. I think two came in our mailbag. Uh, There's some confusion this week about what our posting schedule is. Um, We try to get the podcast recorded on Monday night Mm -hmm. and we try to release it about 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Uh, because of a schedule conflict this week. We're recording it on Tuesday night. and We're going to release it on 11 at Tuesday night. But the normal is, you know, uh, Breaking Bad airs at 10 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have our instant takes out by midnight Sunday night. So you yep. can read both Gemini's uh, thoughts written mm-hmm. down. We might try to do the instant cast, uh, but that's not going to be an every week thing. We'll let you know on Twitter and Facebook yeah, ahead of time. think of that
2: as bonus material. Yeah. Just, if you get it, it's
0: great. You probably won't, though. Right. Um, And then on Monday nights at 11 p.m. our podcast comes out uh, Monday through Friday around noon Eastern Standard Time. We have the Breaking Bad news Mm -hmm. and Jim posts, you know, funny stuff and cool news all throughout the day on Twitter. So that's how our material comes out. That's how we roll here at Bald Move. Okay, that's all the news I got.
2: Alright, well I have no news other than the uh, Netflix thing So We
0: have we are too, too
2: packed to the rafters oh, with feedback So let's get this we recap are. going oh, uh, We had a lot last week, we have about double this week so. Oh my god Here we go, uh, the recap First scene
0: opens with uh, broken glasses and bloody shoes uh, Did you know who this was right away? Well, why are you asking me this? I called it, we were in the living room together And I said, that was Walt and Jesse clocked him Did I not call that? I don't remember that. <laughs> don't leave me hanging, man. <laughs> All right. So you called it. You called it. You knew
2: right away. And, and, um, the, and the,
0: the dead giveaway was the wood grain flooring. Yeah. And yeah. when the uh you know point of view of the camera looked up, there was that spot track lighting. That's uh-huh. signature Jesse's house. And I didn't know the shoes before. I would never seen Walt wear them.
2: But who else is going to wear shoes like that? It's Walt, they're, obviously. Yeah, they're old man shoes. Yeah, daddy uh, shoes. So then they actually do show us, hey, this is Walt, because they show his shoes and pan up to him in the next scene, uh, where Walt's driving Hank to Los Poyos and back. Mm -hmm. Um, This kind of multiple scenes, but I want to take it all at once, because it's the same thing. Um, I noticed that Hank is wearing that orange and white striped shirt again. He wears that shirt more than anyone wears any shirt ever.
0: It's like the bowling shirt? Yeah. The two and a half men mm -hmm. shirt? Yeah. Yeah. He wears it more than two and a half men do. (laughs) I think it's his douchebag shirt. Like when he's Duke like amped shirt? up and in his full on Hank persona. Yeah, he wasn't wearing that when he was
2: sick. That's in his. Like, when he was yeah, hurt.
0: that's that's his. Ooh, sorry about that kick mic stand. Um, that's the uh, Hank in his happy place yeah. shirt. The uh, DEA fun run is um, Hank in his not happy place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yellow Hank is yeah. is
2: down. Um, so so we opened with the Eye of the Tiger
0: theme that uh, Hank's rendition of it. Which, I have to say, imagery and thematic-wise, uh-huh. this is yet another mention of Eye. Yeah. Almost every episode this season has had a plastic eyeball rolling around in a drawer. Last week, we had the Illuminati symbol, um, all-seeing-eye. Uh, this, we have the mention of Eye of the Tiger, while Tuvok is spying on them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I yes. thought the, there's definitely... Again, I have no idea what this eyeball stuff is going, but that is... Maybe it's just highlighting the surveillance, the persistent surveillance these people are under. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm wondering. Um, I'd have to go back and look to see if they coincide with, like, the tapping of the phones or the tapping of Walt's house or anything like that. But maybe they do.
0: Again, much like the coffee theory, it's significant. I have no idea why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I did notice that Walt, why doesn't Walt want to meet Gus again? Because he specifically avoids going into Los Poyos because he expects
0: to see him there. So, is he afraid of Gus? Is he... Uh, I thought... I read that as he's limiting Hank's exposure.
2: How does that limit Hank's exposure? Well,
0: because he sees that Tuvok is looking, and he's, you know, it just... The less contact he spends in this mm. world, get him in and out, the less, you know, that... that and, and again, I, I guess he didn't want to go in there and... You call attention to the whole operation. I don't know. I, I, I viewed that as him trying to get Hank out of there quickly, mm-hmm. you know, because the other thing is Hank's a trained police person. Uh, he yeah. should be able to see that they're being tailed. He should. You know, yeah. for example, by the same couple people. And yeah, maybe Hank's... that's another reason why Walt's trying to limit that. Hank seems to be selectively good at police work. Yeah. He's
2: brilliant when it comes to, like, making connections on bad guys and tracking people down. But... When it comes to his own family, he can't see the side of a barn.
0: Uh, when it comes to noticing if he's being tracked, he has no idea. I think his police work is serves at the convenience of the writing staff. That could be,
2: <laughs> it could very well be. Um, it, it was interesting when they're when they're coming. They came back, and uh, Hank hooks up the GPS and sees where he's going. Mm-hmm. And he he says to Walt, uh, "Someone so clean has got to be dirty." Yep. That really made me think because he's talking to walt but he unknowingly is also talking about walt sure and they do this a lot they did this with um with gus who was saying uh when he was talking to teo i think this is what comes of blood for blood Mm -hmm. and gus was saying that to teo but he was really saying it about himself as well because he was doing the same thing and the writers seem to do that a lot where they You've either got characters speaking to someone and talking about someone else as well. Oh yeah. Or talking about
0: themselves as well. It's layers on layers, wheels within wheels, man. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you think about Gus's exploitation of the knowledge that he's being tracked by the DEA? I think he's being too cute by just getting you know, giving mm-hmm. Hank two looks to look at. If I yeah. were Gus, I would be going to several different Los Pollos hermanos. Mm-hmm. I would be you know, going and getting my mail. I'd go get to the to the suit cleaners. I would go to Best Buy. I would go to the movies. <laughs> I mean, I would do a whole bunch yeah. of normal things other than mm. looking like, like, like yeah, this, a guy that's clean gotta be dirty. Mm. Maybe you'd go to a adult bookstore. Maybe this cast, can't...
2: sponsored by Best Buy and adult bookstores. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be Breast Buy?
2: Breast Buy. <laughs> that is the adult bookstore. Yeah, right. Best Buy and Breast Buy.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said <laughs> the Best Buy adult bookstore.
2: No, no, no. Whatever. And, and Come on. The
0: Lions Den, whatever. You ruined my joke. Yeah. That's what I do. Um so again, I I if yeah. I if I had the knowledge that someone was tailing me, uh-huh. I would lead them on a little bit, give him something to investigate because yeah. otherwise he's going to go home and start googling my assets.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? uh and hank even says as much the guy owns 13 14 locations right. whatever and he only goes to one right it doesn't make any sense so i thought that was kind of a dumb play by by gus definitely uh i also thought it was interesting where at the end hank says how do i get this guy and walt's like yeah how yeah how indeed yeah and th- this was really cool too because i don't think i've ever seen this in a tv show but walt and hank are after the same thing uh-huh but they're both trying to prevent each other from getting it yeah it's a bizarre relationship that they have it's right kinda now. It's kind
0: of like the old movie. It's a mad, mad, mad world where they're all after this uh-huh. particular inheritance buried somewhere. Uh-huh. But they're trying to prevent each other from getting there first. Yeah,
2: it's it's bizarre.
0: But I, I maybe, really like it. Maybe they'll kill Gus underneath two palm trees that are crossed in an X. Obscure <laughs> reference. Anyway. Nice.
2: Uh, so next scene, Walt calls the police on Tubac.
0: Whoa, well, that was a stereotypically... Uh, ineffective and backfiring Walt power play. Was it not?
2: Mm, it backfires later. Yeah. Because Mike obviously caught wind of it.
0: Well, and, and Walt had to know that. And, and again, what did it do? Because Tuvok's going to leave. Uh, he's going to be like uh Voyager one to beam up. And then he's <laughs> going to beam right back down like an, an hour or two later. Hmm. Right at the very worst, the next day yeah, or Mike will send one of his other 14 operatives or whoever he's got. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. I, i don't know walt's it's not interesting. playing up
0: here he's yeah. still playing the game down here he needs to be playing up here that's absolutely true yeah i, I like the gestures that the that that the, the audience the, yeah. can see yeah
2: um so i didn't have much to say about that other than uh it was pretty badass for him to go right up to Box face and call the police while he can see him right again it's, cool.
0: it's an effective power play but it just didn't do anything yeah it was counterproductive so
2: uh, so next scene, Walt goes to uh, the meth lab and him and Jesse smoke. Right. What'd you make of this scene?
0: Well, first of all, Jesse had already kicked off the procedure, which kind of signals that he is mm-hmm. less dependent on Walt. Exactly. I thought be... this
2: was foreshadowing for him later being able to cook the blue.
0: Right. Um, I love the line, don't you have enough cancer? Uh, <laughs> I love the ice road trucker comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Although these guys are both driving on ice right now, too. Ooh. Ooh. Which is interesting. Really. Very interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I it, to me, it felt pretty false, transparently false. Like Walt being, like, hey, you know, how's your day? It was almost uh-huh. like your dad when he comes in. Uh, and he's never taken an interest in you ever. And he sits down on your bed. And he's like, "Hey, how's school?" Like, mm-hmm. I was like, "What? Did you find pot in my bedroom? What? Why are you? In, why are you acting <laughs> yeah. so nice?" And yeah. that's what Jesse was on full alert for. Well, the whole this
2: is what makes me think that this might just be an act for Gus because they both look up at the camera. They know it's there. Is Walt just to what acting? End? I I don't know. It doesn't I make sense
0: for them. Maybe it's to give Gus something to think about. Like this is my guy. Maybe. Yeah, don't forget, this is my guy before he was your guy.
2: Hmm. I don't know, but this scene, I also got the the slight whiff that Walt's cancer might be back.
0: You know, the internet was a buzz, like was in it? flames, about does this either proves or disprove the cancer? I don't. It doesn't get do it. either. No. 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 It's plenty. It's kind of like. Uh, the scene, the interrogation scene, where they had all the reactions of Murker and Gomi, and uh, Delo- yeah, it's like you know, yeah. who, which one of them's on the payroll? It's like <laughs> we don't know. Insufficient data. Yeah, yeah, the magic eight ball says, "Ask again later." Okay, yeah,
2: maybe he's just trying to connect with Jesse. Maybe the the cigarette thing is bonding. A lot of people bond over smoking. Now, I do believe he does have cancer. I, I think he think- does too. I think the checkup that he just had in the last episode right. was bad news. I think right. his cancer is back
0: and now he just doesn't care anymore. Right now. What did you think about after he plays this kind of like nice guy routine and you know, as he's leaving, he goes, what does it matter? We're both dead men anyway. Why that? Why? Be so- I thought that was posturing
2: for Gus again for Gus. Yeah. Hmm. But through the camera. Interesting. So that's how I felt about this scene. Anyway. Uh, the other thing is going back to the cigarettes. Does when when someone takes their first hit on the television show, right. do they always cough? I think that's standard. It
0: has to happen. Well, just like every time someone coughs on screen, it's significant later. Exactly. Yeah. So this is uh, maybe. So maybe that's significant cigarette. when he coughs. Maybe that is significant. There you go. Yeah. Um, check off cigarette. We'll see. Uh, in between the, this scene and the next, we saw this sped up scenery. Yeah, the and Albuquerque. I, I, I kind of want. I wish I had time, and I didn't because I was traveling today to go back and look at the other examples of this because. Mm-hmm. If that, um, what's the name of that movie? Koyaanis Katsi. Um, the, the life out of balance or life out of control. Yeah. I wonder if they show that during episodes where the people's lives spin more out of control because the way we end this Mm. episode, everything is really off kilter. That's true. And I want to talk about that, but at the end, yeah, sure. Um, as one of noted here. No, but that's,
2: yeah, that's interesting. That might be the connection. Again, uh, when
0: Jim says that's interesting, he really thinks it's, he, I'm full of shit. I, I'm just gonna start saying i full move, of shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, and that's your scene. Time to move on.
2: Yeah. yeah okay. Well, you're full of shit. Skylar calls. <laughs> Skylar calls to talk to Walt about the profits in the next scene. Um, she said, "I don't know that talking about a second job over the phone is a good idea."
0: Yeah. Again, uh, I mean,
2: with like maybe super agent slash flunky Hank mm-hmm. um, will. Connect the phone records and see, hey, Walt didn't have a job at this time at all. What is she talking about? And it can become suspicious, you know? Right. So bad idea. Bad idea, Skylar. For someone who's so concerned about the details of everything, mm-hmm. not not a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she was talking to Walt about giving Walt Jr. a car... I was like, please give him
0: the Aztec. Give him the Aztec. It's huge. It's about uh, five years old. Yeah, check this. You get the Aztec with a full camping package. Oh, God. This was a real thing. I'm telling you. This is insane. Uh, I'm you posting need to link this, this in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, it's and, ad- we, <laughs> it's... and we need to move on because we're talking okay.
2: about something the listeners can't see. Okay. But, yeah, look in the show notes for that.
0: What what and 17-year-old wouldn't want that?
2: Right. Um, you have anything else to say about that scene or should we move on?
0: Uh, the, the, the dead man's look on his face when she says you need to be working on an exit strategy and he mm-hmm. goes, I am like, mm. he know. I, I don't think he sees any way out that's going to return him to a normal life. Maybe not. But, I don't know. I mean, that
2: scene certainly to me after having seen the rest of the episode was him saying I'm working on it with Jesse because he looks over the GPS, but ooh. I wonder if there's something more there Interesting. the the. The Walt is cooking up behind the scenes
0: or it could be the other thing I wondered and I had in my notes was that, is this another hint that he's got cancer that like, he's already got his exit strategy. <laughs> his exit strategy is death. Yeah. That that's, I, I guess, mean, yeah, except for Skylar's in hip deep to this stuff. So
2: yeah, but she has all the money she needs now. So
0: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah.
2: We'll see if she holds on to it. Uh-huh. Uh, next scene. Walt convinces Hank to wait a couple days before checking out chicken man's distribution center. Uh, I noticed here that Walt's having a hard time waking up at eight something in the morning. And I was wondering if that's his sickness is back and he's not <laughs> feeling so good. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, or maybe he's staying out too late. Who knows? I don't he know. He did have a beer the night before, so maybe know. he drank too hard.
0: Um, I all thought this scene had some interesting information about the scope of the chicken man's empire. Um, he talked that the, the, Hermanos, uh, facility or the chain has 14 restaurants. Mm-hmm. And we got the size of the, the 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 a good image of the size of the scope of this facility. It's very big. big. Yeah, on on Google Earth. So, um, also I thought that this scene Walt is such an incredibly bad liar. Mm-hmm. And also, do you think that the cell phone he's using is one of the disposable? Is it a burner type? because <laughs> probably not no i mean walt. didn't didn't hank no hank caught him on his home phone and then he got it to cell phone out and he mm. immediately called i guess mike and yeah. said you're going to be angry at me uh, when is when is walt going to switch into total badass mode uh, it's got to it, happen the next four episodes right
2: it has to if we don't go into last season with him being bad oh i guess there's two more seasons whatever the last 16 episodes of him down. being badass i it's too slow for me right And that that would not keep with the pace of the show uh, historically. Well, I was talking to a friend of
0: ours who just got into the series and watched it all this weekend. And she was like, I forgot how much steam the last three episodes picked up in season three. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in season three, but the last two, especially the two episodes, but the last three were just downhill pedal to the metal. Mm -hmm. So we might have a similar repeat experience here. I hope so. Um, The other thing I noticed about this scene...
2: Uh, when Hank is talking to Walt, um, back in Bullet Points, he actually, like, approached Walt in the hall Mm -hmm. and was saying, hey, if you need somebody to talk to, and that was him really saying, hey, I need someone to talk to. And Walt kind of abuses that, that here in this scene. Yes. Where he, like, appeals to Hank's need to hang out with another guy, uh, someone he knows, and have someone to lean on.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting. To to make him wait. Is there a single... a relationship he has not exploited on the show yet.
2: No, I can't think of like one. the only one. Holly,
0: m- maybe. Well, maybe Walt <laughs> Junior. Except for uh, he did try to manipulate him by buying him off, but I don't think he has actually exploited him yet. And maybe uh, that'll happen next episode. We'll talk a little bit about that in the spoiler section. Maybe if I remember. <laughs> All right, uh, and of course we see
2: Walt in his whites again. Yeah, Walter White in his whites. Um, next scene is packing up the distribution center. I got nothing on this scene.
0: No. It was pretty straightforward. Right, they're cleaning off the meth and they're moving it. Yep. Well, I mean, they're not moving the lab. No, they're moving all the distribution points. And mm-hmm. apparently, they've killed a couple people in the lab because I think that's what they were scanning with the blue light. They're oh, is that blood, true? I think.
2: Oh, see, I assumed it was some sort of drug, residue, maybe, like maybe chemicals or
0: maybe. If we have a DEA agent, um, <laughs> you know, watching <laughs> yeah. the show. But I thought it was. I thought it looked like there. That's how you find blood.
2: Yeah, yeah. That is traditionally, I guess, in the and
0: in like the you know, ps- semen on the sheets of a holiday. Yeah, weekend.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, next scene: Skylar the car wash cashier, and she's spelling out Ted's troubles to him. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I noticed their sign. Their sign. Their slogan is terrible. What's their slogan? Their slogan is "You've tried the rest. Now try the best." So generic has nothing to do with car washing. There is a Chinese
0: uh place in <laughs> our hometown that says not just cuisine but clean. <laughs> I because mean most that's of them that's dirty. Yeah, well I don't know it's like again anytime someone comes up and introduces himself and say hey uh, I don't beat my wife I start thinking you beat your wife don't you yeah so I, if anyone's bragging about how clean the restaurant is like why would you <laughs> brag about how clean your restaurant is I I just that was terrible stuff yeah terrible I don't think slogan. it's the worst because again not just cuisine but clean is it's the, worst. the worst yeah um what it, uh the the other thing about the the scene um. Is that? What do you think about Ted? Who the hell in a million, close to a million dollar tax audit where you've committed fraud would not consult a lawyer or your bookkeeper until one day before? Uh, yeah, yeah. Audit.
2: Insane. This guy has a death wish or something.
0: I, again, a prison wish. A little too. And there's going to be some listener feedback on this. A little too writerly. Yeah. A little too plot for convenience. Yeah. I'm forgive yeah. it because the show's awesome.
2: Uh. But- so, that, But the other that,
0: foreshadowing was this, that, you know, sh- uh, you know, Ted said you're not just some cashier at a car wash. Sure, yeah. So. Well, there was even more foreshadowing, I thought,
2: because really? this is kind of what could happen to Skylar in the future. You know, she's cooking oh. the books at the car wash while he's talking about getting caught for cooking books. Right. That's another one of those instances where he's talking about himself but talking about her as
0: well. And Villigan and company do like to have that kind of role repeat and, mm-hmm. you know, foreshadowing and...
2: Yeah I, yeah, I think that's gonna be an issue later on. Um also Skylar's looking a lot better in this episode. Has she slimmed down? Has she become less bitchy? What's going on?
0: Uh I'm not going to touch this. Is it just this. her boobs popping out of her shirt? Is this that what's going on? Is, this is this this what ha- do you
2: what do you mean? I'm saying she's looking good.
0: I did say during the episode, during this scene in particular, that it does look like she's lost weight. So I don't know, good for her. Yeah. It's healthier. Next scene. Yes.
2: Uh, Mike and Jesse are given the warehouse of uh,
0: once over. Is, is Jesse, final once over. Is Jesse crazy? Like, why is he having this nervous plot break? Is, it, it's almost like the writers needed us to be aware of what's going on. And yeah. they had him puking out plot points. But why would you do know. this in front of Mike?
2: Well, I think he's really trying to help Walter out here. I think he feels like Walt's
0: in a lot of trouble, Hank's in a lot of trouble. So he's, like, spying on them or trying to pump them from information for Mr. White.
2: Uh, Maybe that, but also he's really trying to change Mike's mind. Mm. I mean, Mike's probably the guy who's going to do the deed, if anybody is. And... Or at least
0: m- make the order.
2: Yeah, definitely. And he wants him to reconsider. Like, he what doesn't do you want while dead.
0: What do you make of Jesse calling Mr. White, Mr. White, even when he's not around? Is that just a habit, or is that significant? I don't know.
2: That's a good question, because he's done it the entire series.
0: I don't know that I've ever heard him say, well, I mean, he might have said Walt in like some kind of sarcastic way, but I don't think he's ever addressed Walt as Walt.
2: Yeah, I can't remember it, certainly. Uh, has he even said Heisenberg ever? Uh, yeah, he has when he told him his name. Right. He was, he was probably like, what's that?
0: Right. Um, also, in the entrance of fair shots at actors... Man, Mike's ears, backlit, translucent. <laughs> like, if, if you watch the making of of the special editions of Star Wars where Lucas is talking about how they went and made the puppet and improved it and made it better and they're mm. getting the ear jiggled and translucency, yeah. <laughs> that looked like a scene from the behind-the-scenes cut of that. Yeah, Lucas came in to consult on that shot. The man's ears are <laughs> amazing. They really are. They need uh, – San- um, Peter Jackson needs to get him to play – an orc or something yeah. in, in the new Hobbit, because like just a little bit of green <laughs> makeup, his nose is perfect for it. His ears are perfect for it. Awesome. Anyway,
2: uh, I really like the UV light cam in this because did you notice at the very beginning of the scene, they open with a camera actually attached to the UV light, right? He's moving it around. That was pretty cool. Um, the other thing is Jesse's really, I think going back to that showing where his loyalties lie in the scene. I, th- I think he's showing that, hey, I'm still really on Walt's side right now. Hmm. Like, if it comes down to it, I'm choosing Walt over you guys. Gotcha. Um. So next scene is a sniper in the hills, right. and he's taking pot shots at people. He gets one of them. Practically gets Jesse. I don't know why he didn't, honestly. He took a couple shots at him, missed, mm-hmm. uh, and then Mike comes in and saves the day. Why do you think that Jesse didn't move on his own?
0: Well, uh, there's two basic reactions to seeing a human being's head explode like a can of tomato soup in front of you. One is (laughs) your legs start moving and you have the, you know, the flight response. And Uh the other is you go deer in headlights mode. And Jesse chose that. Yeah. Because – it's just shocking. I mean, you didn't expect. You're sitting there. You're doing a job. It's like, uh-huh. what would you do if you walked out in a parking lot of your work? Well, right now, yeah, you're you're bullshitting with your friends, and then <laughs> one of their heads explodes <laughs> like a melon. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I'm probably. So I think that's uh, just yeah. he <laughs> just locked up. He he had a uh you know a blue screen of death basically. Yeah, yeah that makes sense uh but we're coming into the crowning moment of awesome in this episode we are we are which is gus pulling his terminator shit yeah pretty sweet which set reddit on fire mm-hmm. i've never seen so many come at me bro image macros made yeah. like thousands hit within a second of each other yeah it was that, impressive that, it was a super cool shot uh-huh. uh
2: just a super cool move on gus's part And well the the thing I noticed is that Mike tells him to get down. Mike's like Yeah yells at him. I don't think Mike understands exactly what's going on either. No. Because Gus knows. Gus knows I can walk out here and nobody's gonna hurt me. Uh I don't know that he
0: knew that. I think that he strongly suspected it.
2: (laughs) Well, I would hope he did. So doing what he's doing. I
0: thought that the cartel guy, the cartel badass, the cartel Mike. Hmm. Um I liked his kind of reaction like a smirk like you know Gus has got bigger balls than I imagine. Yeah. So. so
2: so when he was taking pot shots at him like those couple that hit the ground do you think those were warning shots or do you think he was just missing and
0: trying to hit him? No, I definitely think he was n- missing him on purpose. Okay. So um otherwise yeah yeah I definitely think he was he was missing him on purpose. All right. Next scene: Gus gets a phone call.
2: Uh, he's, or I don't know that he gets a phone call. He might make a phone call. Yeah, and, sure. and
0: this scene in his office was straight out of like Godfather—the way the Venetian blinds are working mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and the angle. I mean, it's a straight-up homage, and I loved it. Yeah, like you know, the the Don with the weight on his shoulders making the troubled phone call. Um, so, do we now know for sure what the yes or no question is? Is, it's wh- strongly implied that very strongly that the yes was give me half of your profits and teach mm-hmm. us how to make meth.
2: But the only one who says that is Jesse, who, when he sits down True. for dinner with Gus, True. could have
0: been fed a story. Right. Or could be you know telling a version of truth that Walt might have found acceptable.
2: Possibly. Because yeah.
0: there's no guarantee that he's relay- relaying – we know he wasn't relaying every information accurately uh-huh. because, rightfully so, he didn't want Walt to freak out. Yeah, but, he straight up lied. So it's like, yeah, I mean, the thing is, if – obviously, I think that it is true that Gus is mm-hmm. going to teach the cartel how to make meth. What does the cartel need him for, then? The distribution? Gus? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So, like, uh, at he's least- – temporarily because you know? i
0: thought that was him really giving away a lot of the power that he has in a relationship sure i think so and that's why he held
2: out for so long i think hmm. um he was, kept saying no right um i don't have anything more to say about that sure uh next scene mike and jesse bring
0: another body for Walt to dispose of right uh Which, and i noticed that go i'm go glad i didn't it. make that product uh, prediction that that was tuvok and a barrel or yeah. uh, victor yeah. because i would have gone down in flames. Um, Mm. I I don't know why none of us thought that that would be another body, because once Mike sees, like, a literally foolproof method Mm. of body disposal, I'm predicting lots of barrels. (laughs) There's going to be a barrel-making extravaganza. Possibly. (laughs) Uh, That'd be awesome to see just a warehouse full
2: of pink translucent barrels (laughs) later on. Um, like like
0: Raiders of the Ark style, yeah, they're exactly. Just stacked up on top of each other. <laughs> yep. You got to get four. Why are you hoarding all this hydrofluoric acid anyway? <laughs> we need it to make chicken.
2: Uh, so I noticed in this scene, Mike wants absolutely nothing to do with Walt. Yeah, he he's is through
0: with Walt. Yeah, well, Walt's a pompous dick. He's down here cooking meth while they're putting their lives on the line. Walt has no idea what he's talking about. And instead of explaining uh, to it, it's just like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, and I love that shutdown. It's like you could, let me tell you, you get a barrel, and if you call the cops one of my guys again, you better get two. Yeah. That was so badass. That's
2: pretty badass. They, they've got a whole badass team across the board over there. Mm-hmm. So Walt needs to step his game up, become yes. a little more badass. Yes. Um, the other thing I noticed Walt was doing in this scene is. It seemed to me like he was trying to make Jesse realize that these guys are killers by pointing out, oh, you've got another barrel for me? I God, I didn't yeah, expect that. Right. He was trying to get
0: Jesse's loyalty back yeah, on what side. Did the, yeah, what'd this guy do? And yeah. he was just being an idiot in, yeah, in, in, sure. in Jesse's eyes.
2: Uh, next scene, more fast-forward photography. That's when we do the Albuquerque thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Skyler saves the day for Ted. She comes in, she r- reveals uh, some cleavage. And she makes his problems
0: go away. Talks about putting everything into the Quicken. Yep. Yep. No, um, it's not
2: even QuickBooks, man. It's just Quicken. Yeah. That's straight up introductory,
0: comes with Windows That's what shit. you use to manage your fucking checkbook.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well played, Skyler. If well you played.
0: have one checkbook, more than one checkbook, you probably <laughs> you need step, something yeah. stronger.
2: You spring for the QuickBooks.
0: Yeah. What did now. I. I, what I liked about this scene is Skylar's berating, rightfully so, this guy, that he needs to take care of this because it's better than jail time. Mm. And she's like, you need to sell off your Beamer and your asset. And yeah. Ted's not defending himself. He's just like, look, there's nothing left. Mm. And they end the scene with him getting into a Geo Metro. Yeah, that's pretty low. Not even a Prism or Storm. Not even an Aztec. It's the low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets into a Metro. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Now. Mm-hmm. Again, this felt a little writerly to me because I know that the IRS, I think in this situation, would be at least willing to make some sort of payment plan uh-huh. um, and you know, maybe even would settle for a fraction of what Ted actually owes, especially if you can d- demonstrably say it's like, look, uh, my bookkeeper is an idiot and sorry I didn't pay my taxes and I'm going bankrupt and all this. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like this is a, manu- a little bit of a manufactured predicament, but whatever, we're going to go with it. Um, sure. your prediction, did you make that unofficial prediction that Ted, that Sky going to give Ted some cash?
2: I think I might've. Yeah.
0: Because this is looking like a mortal a lock. lock. Yeah. Yeah. She's staring at the cash,
2: thinking about Ted. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. and it was interesting because at the end of this scene, I think Ted might've won her over a little bit because he's, uh, she's talking to him. She said that little fiction I spun up there, uh, is going to unravel. If you don't pay them back, you have to settle. Mm-hmm. And Ted's like, I wish I could as he looks at her. Mm. And I was thinking that was him saying, I wish I could settle for someone other than Skylar."
0: Like he's still hooked on her. Oh, I didn't pick yeah. that up. Good catch. Uh, before we move on from this, I want to mi- uh-huh. I want to talk about a theory. What do you think about Skylar's cashier or bimbo bookie uh, persona being her Heisenberg? Do you think that this is something she'll bring out other times in the series, the way that Walt puts on his pork pie hat?
2: I don't know. I don't know. She might pull out multiple personas, actually. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, there's precedent for that. Her sister Marie is really good at like, you know, making random shit up and Uh, you know, inventing backstory on the fly. Definitely,
2: definitely. So speaking of which we haven't seen much from Marie lately?
0: Nah, she's kind of been relegated to a supportive cheerleader role. Yeah, I don't really like it. I want to see a little bit more of her. She's been very vile in her journals. They need online, to kill her. her Honestly, blog. I
2: I don't know if this show has the balls. I don't know if the Villigan has the balls to kill a major character.
0: Uh, When's the
2: last time he's done it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Not even Hank. Like no. I thought, Hank would might die and with the with the cousins. Yeah, nobody.
2: Hmm. I don't uh, think that's gonna
0: happen. I don't think so either.
2: No balls. <laughs> Next scene. Jesse's having dinner at Gus' house just like Walt did. Yeah, this is Somebody. becoming
0: a breaking bad tradition. Yeah. The yeah. breaking of bad with Gus.
2: Absolutely. Um so they're sitting at the table, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there is framed in the shot a coffee maker right behind oh, Gus's for God's head. Sake. Right behind his head. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all the coffee.
0: Why do you think Gus was being such a hard ass in this scene? It seemed like he could have done a better job of trying to win jesse over by you know being his smooth kind of like sugar and mutual respect mm. instead of like uh jesse you know ran a little bit of jesse yo bitch i ain't buying that blah 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 what are you going to do kind of thing and J- gus went from you know well that's a terrible tragedy to stone cold face can you cook mr white's formula uh-huh. what the hell why did you think he played it that way
2: Maybe he doesn't have time for the, the BS.
0: He's trying to convince him that this is serious? This is not kids' table shit? Maybe. Hmm. I, I mean, things are coming to a head very
2: quickly for him. Hmm. Um, he's basically just made this deal, so he right. must have either Walt or Jesse, if he can cook it. Oh, I along, mean, so there's a
0: timetable. Yeah. Which, that's, if if so, why didn't he call the meeting instead of waiting for Jesse to come to him? Maybe he did. No, because he said, you know, uh, Mike said, "Look, kid, if you got questions, you'd ask the man himself." And then he opened the meeting saying, "Mike mm. said that you had questions of me." Yeah. Okay. So it's like again. Hmm. A, yeah. There's a there's a there's a reader. Well, we'll just get that in the feedback section section. But I, I again, okay. I felt this this uh, episode is a little writerly. Not unforgivably hmm. so. Not like
2: too. <laughs> not 7:47. Yeah, colliding ADQ. in
0: midair, but it, it's it's a little treading treading. Thin, on thin ice, a little All ice right. road trucker villigan.
2: <laughs> Keep on trucking, <laughs> yep. villigan. Bring it back around. Um, so yet again, Gus's family is absent. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh, I don't believe that he has a family at this point. Hmm. Um, so why does Gus say "our business" to Jesse? He makes he makes a very pointed statement of "our business."
0: I think he's just basically he reminding to... him of the stakes.
2: Really, he's trying to. I because I, I felt he was like trying to. Make Jesse identify with him, like, "Hey, we're partners in this." Oh, I saw it
0: as a threat. Like, this is our business. Like, if you you Hmm. can't turn your back or not refuse to help me, because it will go badly (laughs) for you too. Gotcha. That's what I. Especially the way he inflected it, and like you know, put on his you know dad face on. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I took it. And there were a couple instances
2: in this episode of people proving to not be what other people thought they were, like the car wash cashier thing at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, Sky was definitely not just a car wash cashier. Um, And Jesse also reminds Gus that at one time he was thought of him as a junkie loser, Mm -hmm. that he was going to leave out in the desert or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's definitely come a long way from there. I think that was an interesting point for him to make. Hmm. Next scene, Skyler's uh, Skyler's eyeing Walt's
0: money. Well, you skipped. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right.
2: Yeah, um... (laughs) This is going to be the biggest possible mistake she could ever make if she gives this to Ted, right? Uh,
0: what happens when Walt finds out? I don't know. Maybe in the spoiler section we should revisit the remaining episode recaps. Because mm-hmm. in true Villigan fashion, those episode recaps were grossly misleading, I think. <laughs> were they? Yeah, because I'd like to see... I'd like to revisit those, what we know now, and make revised mm-hmm. predictions based on them. Okay. So... We could do that. Um, anything on that that shot there nope it's very short
2: uh next scene walt leaves the lab and he's obviously used the gps on jesse's mm-hmm. car um i don't know don't know much to say about that one either <laughs> and finally walt and jesse try to talk it out huh. uh <laughs> doesn't didn't end make up working the, yeah it didn't but, make
0: it through the hug it out phase no not quite
2: not quite although there was some grasping and some I don't <laughs> grunting
0: <know>. and sweating <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I noticed that Jesse's wearing, like, all black right now. Like, he's wearing this Buddha shirt, too, which is interesting.
0: Well, did you read that recap with Melissa Mayers? That I did this, not get to it, no. Because she had a lot of interesting points about, you know, Vill- Villigan has said that in this season, the student becomes the master with mm-hmm. Jesse and Walt's relationship. And she said, that like, and this was straight out of a kung fu movie, like, hmm. the this, this student, you know, confronting oh, sure, his master— yeah. Um, and that he was even wearing like a, you know, Kung Fu type t-shirt with, it had Buddha on it, but also had a bunch of conge and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, I thought that was kind of an interesting parallel. Sure. Definitely. Like, come get, you know, come get some.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so obviously the cartel, if we believe Jesse, Mm -hmm. wanted Walt for his math not to kill him. Right. Um, I think that was what you were thinking at first, right? Yeah. Like thought they wanted Walt so they could kill him right um the other thing I don't know if I buy Jesse's worry about whether or not he can
0: cook the blue I think this I do might be somewhat of an act I mean I don't know obviously Walt was posturing a lot but Mm. when he was talking in the lab in the season in the box cutter episode he's saying you know what if the ambient air pressure is this what if the humidity is that do you know Uh what to do it's like what if he gets down there in Mexico and it's dry as fuck <laughs> uh-huh. and it's a different sea level and the stuff comes out and is not nearly the purity. Yeah, that's or, a good point. Yeah. You know, the equipment is slightly different. So he's uh, legitimately panicking here. Yeah, because think. he's again following a recipe, whereas Walt understands how this works at a very you know, on a on, on, on a chemical principle type level. Yeah,
2: he actually understands how to cook the math. Jesse just knows the, the- ingredient list and And, procedure
0: yeah so it's kind of like if you were showing someone how to make mac and cheese and they lived Mm -hmm. in denver colorado and you're like i don't get it i don't understand why the noodles aren't soft yet (laughs) you don't know that the air pressure you have to boil longer so it's like i I could see something like that happening yeah definitely i don't think the writers are going to do that (laughs) maybe they will maybe they'll have walt cooking macaroni at his place
2: (laughs) at the same time that jesse's trying to cook blue in the cartel's headquarters Uh, (laughs)
0: No. Um, Okay. Damn it, Villigan, don't do that. Um, No, but I I can see why Jesse is nervous, because Walt made it sound like, and I think Jesse buys that, I mean, I think Jesse really respects Walt Cook. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. I think everyone does. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be dead a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about the fight. Okay. The fight is probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. Yes, it was hard to watch. It really was, because A, I didn't know who to root for. I've got loyalties to both of these guys. Yeah. And to see some young punk first getting his ass kicked by this old Mm -hmm. cancer-ridden guy, Mm -hmm. uh, I felt bad for Jesse. And then he turns the tables, plays a little dirty, and kicks the shit out of Walt. Right. And I'm like, God, you're beating up on this old cancer-ridden guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't it was know. Uncomfortable. I would have said, like, if you'd asked me 30 seconds before that scene, uh-huh. Walt versus Jesse, who you rooting for? I, I probably would have said Jesse. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That scene was very effective in making us feel the emotional weight of these two people that have had each other's backs. Yeah. Even through thick and thin... This and that. They've always had each other's backs when the chips are down. In the previous scene, yeah. Jesse had Walt's back. If you kill yeah. Mr. White, you're going to have to kill me. And then
2: he comes to him for advice like, but in it makes, that scene.
0: It, for both of those people, it makes sense. It, do, it really does. Jesse's like, I killed a man for you, and uh-huh. you're bugging my, my ride. And now you're
2: telling me that I've
0: killed you? Right. I just saved your ass. Yeah, but in Walt's mind, it's like, why is he wanting me to teach him how to cook? This is Gale <laughs> all uh-huh. over again and a clumsy attempt because Jesse's nervous mm-hmm. for a, a reason and he's and and Walt knows he's lying to him. I mean, you see this in relationships all the time yeah. where, you know, people's own paranoia and mistrust once it gets to that toxic level, there is no way to talk through because there's no way to say no seriously, you can trust me I'm being 100 <laughs> percent legit now yeah because, because you have a history lies, of there's lies perception. on both sides on the table mm-hmm. so it's it's almost at a point of no return
2: yeah and it, it just which is very amazing, uncomfortable with 16 episodes to go i honestly it might be the point of no return. I want to talk at the end of this segment about where we think it's going okay. but but first I want to say that obviously Walt has turned his only ally against him.
0: Yes. Correct? Well, the only ally that's in this circle. Okay, yeah. He's got
2: Skyler. He's got his family. He's right. got Hank, whatever, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in that circle, in that drug world, he's got no one now.
0: No one. Because I would say at this point, not even Mike is even no. a partial ally.
2: No, Mike hates his guts, as far as yeah. I can tell.
0: Yeah. I think Mike, not only does he hate him, he doesn't respect him.
2: Not where at all. I think he
0: kind of respected him at the end of last season.
2: Mm, possibly, yeah. Until he pulled. Well, I I think he respected the movie pulled with Gale,
0: right? But and it kind of pissed disposal.
2: him off, and the corpse's. But then the
0: amateur hour going with a gun and like get me in a uh-huh. room with him. That's... And calling the
2: cops on his guys. Yeah, he's lost respect for yeah. him. Yeah. No,
0: uh, you, I mean we're belaboring the point. He has yeah. no allies in the criminal underworld at this point. Exactly. Saul Goodman <laughs> is the closest thing he's got to an ally, uh-huh.
2: but he's getting all his connections from Mike. Exactly, who is an arch nemesis at this point. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. You had some observations about the music in this scene, right? Uh,
0: just the bells ringing um, calls to mind the you know, famous quote, uh, You know, ask not for who the bell tolls, the bell tolls for thee.
2: Oh, the Metallica song, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Metallica song. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought that, that it was just very, I've never heard that kind of gothic, maybe it has, and I wasn't podcasting about it at the time, but I've never heard that kind of gothic mm. music, you know something straight out of the crow or whatever playing in a a mat. it just really made the scene ominous
2: yeah yeah
0: the end of it when jesse said you know never come back and Mm -hmm. walt struggling to his feet and bleeding everywhere and those yeah oh and he
2: didn't just say never come back he said uh what did he say get the can you walk can you walk then get the fuck out and never come back
0: yeah yeah but they bleeped the f word no they dropped it Dropped yeah, they didn't go beep, they right. they dropped. Which I it. guess even still they Villigan has to go to AMC and get special dispensation every time he does that. Yeah, I've heard they're limited to
2: one per season.
0: Is that true? That's what I've heard. That's what I read. Seppenwald didn't say that, but he said they actually have to go to the executives and make a call and they mm. get the FCC involved and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So So
2: you can show brains splattering on a truck. <laughs> maybe it was a maybe it was a
0: either well, or. That's America for you. You can show You're violence, right. but, you know, say the F word. Or show a nipple and yeah, it's no, over. Yeah, no, right. They can have one nipple per episode, per <laughs> season, too.
2: Yeah, one one nipple per series. Per series. That's the only nipple I've seen is the pilot. Where
0: are the Mad Men nipples? Because there You're are gone. some I'd like to see, honestly. Maybe they've said too many F words. Oh, it could be. <laughs> anyway.
2: uh, So let's talk about where, where things go from here. Okay. Right? Because, like we said, Walt, just dismissed his only ally mm-hmm. in a pretty spectacular fashion mm-hmm. what does walt what is walt's next move i honestly don't know where I don't he goes not either from there. i don't either does he get he's got to get pissed right Ye- he's got to become more heisenberg like
0: well i mean i don't think they have time to have him be a baby and sulk for a whole episode like they did in the the, the last time he got a beating i wonder if he just doesn't go
2: well, wild I, on Gus I, because I kinda, Gus doesn't hide from him anymore.
0: I kind of can't really discuss this without going into the spoiler section because I've seen okay. a couple previews and we you know there is some mm. stuff that I want to talk about because some of these people I think um, don't even watch the next time on Yeah, yeah. they're trying to be pure pure mm-hmm. um, so I, I I find it hard to discuss this topic without it being past the music
2: okay well let's do some final thoughts let's play the name game Bug.
0: I'm this was pretty straightforward. GPS on Jesse's car. GPS on, and on Gus's, Gus's car.
2: car. Uh Skylar's worried about a bug on her phone from the IRS.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't even get that. There's probably bugs down in the crawl space. <laughs> uh <laughs> We saw spider webs for sure. So there're bugs down. One there. of the We're listeners in wrote in, I can't remember who it was. We'll probably mention him in the feedback section, but they said that uh also that Hank is bugging both Walt and Gus. <laughs> That's true. Like yeah. being a pest. Mm-hmm. Um and bugging Walt for services like hey I need you to do this I need you to do that you mm-hmm. know so I thought that might be a slight ah that's three yeah let's whatever
2: chalk it up to three
0: yep uh okay that's it for the recap are
2: we just gonna go straight into feedback from here I think we should because we got a monster segment yeah. okay let's do it uh what is the next episode titled do you know uh,
0: Salud right
2: Salud yes yeah it is
0: okay let's do feedback. sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. okay so feedback honey star says your podcast is funny you never seem to know exact facts because it's too late or other little things we are funny and we don't know the exact (laughs) facts because we record this with almost no time for reflection we make our notes we make our observations we go to work we come back we read your feedback and then we cast so if we, yeah. we release this on Thursday or Friday, we had a chance to like say, oh, did that really happen? Let's go mm-hmm. research this episode. And, and read like Reddit where they're doing all sorts of crazy discussions on it. And, we would be more accurate, but yeah. it seems like people like the fact that we're immediate. So yeah. we're trying to strike a balance between... I mean, we really are fans. We have fairly good memories. Mm-hmm. We've been watching... We've watched most of the stuff multiple times, but we are going to get things wrong because we don't have time to fact check. So the weeks that we produce a really stellar podcast probably
2: means that we've been negligent in our jobs. Or we had Labor Day off. <laughs> oh, yeah, Exactly. Last week, we did. We had time for, to do the Pinochet research. We had all right. sorts of time, so we produced a better podcast.
0: Yeah. So if you guys want to buy several hundred thousand dollars of Amazon merchandise with our <laughs> affiliate link <laughs> uh-huh, so great. we can do it all the time, great. But otherwise, we're trying to strike a balance here, and hopefully, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, she also has a question. Where are you recording from? Maybe you can fill the listeners in on what this podcast is about and what goals you have of doing them, man. She's serving us a softball here. It's easy. We are recording from Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh yeah, the crossroads of America. Um, and mm. what we are trying to do, um, well, we've had a couple of different podcasts, Jim and I, mm-hmm. and we are very passionate about television. In fact, and w- podcasting, and podcasting. One of the other podcasts we did, we did a series on the Golden Age Television, where we talked about, yeah. you know, for the first time, this generation, we've got. All star uh, actors and mm-hmm. directors and writers. And um, the, the music has been so, or the scores. We've got high definition TV coming up or coming out. So you've got the yep. quality of television approaching that of 35 millimeter prints. Exactly. And, you know, we've had probably four out of the five greatest TV series of all time released within the last 10 years. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. know care how you rank them, but like Sopranos and The Wire and Mad Men and Breaking Bad. So we think this is a kind of a neat time to be a television fanatic, and we're cashing in with Breaking <laughs> <laughs>
2: Of course, we're not really cashing no, in, but
0: but we seem to like. There's a lot of people out here. We had we had modest desires of or, or you know measurements of success, mm-hmm. um, and we're like, well, if we hit at least 500 listeners, we we, we would we'll have keep, been stoked. We'll keep doing it. And now that was my wildest dream. I, I thought 500 was the the metric to keep doing it. Next oh, a, a thousand season. was the wildest. A thousand dream. was wild dream. Yeah. we've easily surpassed that, and it's all due to you people liking us and reviewing us on iTunes and helping us hit the different metrics. And now, if you it's could just awesome. hit our Amazon link, <laughs> because this cost a lot to host. Um, <laughs> but you know. I think where we want to go next is we've talked about doing a Walking Dead. We're going to start that up in October. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men. We're definitely going to do Mad Men cuz we love Mad Men. Yep. We're going to continue to do Breaking Bad. Another friend of mine is doing uh, are going to do a podcast with me on Game of Thrones. Yep. We're actually going to recap all of the first season and release that in the spring before the new season comes out. So sure, if you guys awesome. like that, um, any quality drama that we can cover and we're passionate about, because mm-hmm. we got to be passionate about it, so we'll yeah. do a good job.
2: We're a little partial to AMC dramas, honestly, uh, yeah. because well, they've
0: been producing the stellar content lately. So um, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, do, we, do we also have the B team of Bald Move? <laughs> Not the B team. They're they're part of the A team. They're, they're just the a different section the ba- of the A team. They're the bad news bears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And there's some of our friends that are covering reality TV, and they kind of want. Why well, we're going the high road, they're yeah. going the low road. <laughs> and my friend Nick and Kara are doing one right now in the Jersey Tricky Shore. Nicky. Tricky Nikki. Uh, and basically, Nick he snorts a rail of coke, and he watches <laughs> Jersey Shore, and then he immediately comes into our podcasting layer and yep. tears a thirty minute swath of destruction through the show so yeah. if that sounds like a good time and i understand if you're not in the jersey shore i'm not really either if it sounds like a good it's, time it's, it's short, crazy
2: it's short it moves quick it's hilarious
0: and it's crazy it's a yes. good time your mileage may vary but <laughs> yeah so that's where sure there's a huge crossover between we're, we're, breaking bad breaking yeah so bald move is trying to cover the best of the best yeah and the worst of the worst <laughs> sure. and we got two different teams working on
2: eventually it. we'll meet in the middle cover <laughs> it all
0: <laughs> hopefully hopefully Um, so, Grant from Vancouver says, The Jane incident. You guys keep saying Jesse is bound to find out and kill Walt. However, Walt is the only one who really knows, so under what circumstances do you think you would ever tell Jesse and why?
2: Maybe if Jesse were to, I don't know, beat him to a pulp.
0: (laughs) humiliate (laughs) him. Perhaps he might. Steal his recipe. He might,
2: because it's really the only weapon he has against Jesse now, right?
0: Yeah, I think that once Walt's pride, like, Jesse is going to hurt him, and, you know, when the student becomes the master... In this season, mm-hmm. as the uh, uh, Villigan has said, mm-hmm. he's going to reach for that loaded gun, that weapon he's got, yeah. and use it, and hell and, will break loose. And
2: Jesse just beat him to a pulp. Jesse just humiliated him. Walt's pride cannot stand that. Yeah. We
0: might see it sooner than later. And, and again, he sent this before the last episode, but Jesse beat him to a pulp yeah. for just being a dick. uh uh-huh. He drops that he killed or allowed <laughs> Jane to die. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's going to be bad. Uh, Tim G says, I reckon, oh, this is the good one. This is about the General Pinochet I reckon. Uh, I like that as an Indiana boy. He reckons that (laughs) Gus is probably the son of General Pinochet himself. The reference to Generalissimo and the literal general is unlikely to be coincidental. Pinochet was Mm -hmm. at the height of his powers in the 80s and had close ties with the CIA who put him in power. Uh, Gus likely fled Chile, 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 uh, with his boyfriend, Pele, to escape the society <laughs> his father ruled, and a Mexican cartel would have been the one organization that Gus could have gone to without fear of being handed over to the CIA, hmm. and hints back to the Chilean regime. Uh, Chilean. Chilean? Chilean. Whatever. <laughs> the cartel's dislike for the CIA and their fascist associate, Pinochet, is probably the reason they didn't kill Gus in the first place. After his partner's murder, Gus likely had little choice but to work for the cartel. They likely assisted his naturalization in the USA with a false identity, the further the drug trade and could keep him on a leash with the knowledge of his true identity. Um, with Pinochet's dictatorship ending in the 90s, the cartel's hold over Gus probably waned, and by then he had worked his way up to organization, and then he began to get on with his original plan to start meth Ooh. and a meth lab and exact revenge for his partner. I like it, man. I do, too, because basically we had the question last week, why would Gus work with these people? Yeah. But if he came in this as a whole rope of dope. He's not working with them, he's working
2: against them.
0: Yeah, like that makes he sense. He comes to them and says, Look, let's let bygones be bygones, but in the whole time he's like so so he did this super lab and this chemistry experiment without any support or knowledge of the Mexican cartel. But what
2: what in the series says that he's actually working with the cartel?
0: uh the fact that he has high level business meetings with them where they talk about you know whether he can ki- whether the mexican cartel can come and kill people on his turf i think it's clearly established they have a working relationship you think Or is
2: that just too too bullshit drug just, lords
0: battling it out over turf he just said i am going to give you 50 million dollars in recognition of our previous arrangement and relationship in the previous mm. episode i okay. think it's well established okay. that they had a working relationship. All right. But I like this theory. I do, too. Like, this lab is something that Gus is going to rub in their faces, basically. And use it to break free, and that's why he's uh-huh. really resisted giving it up. And why probably the Mexican cartel is really interested in him giving it up, because they don't like this independent power that he has. And we
2: have another email later speculating on why Jesse is being given to the cartel um, and what under what auspices uh, Jesse is being given to them.
0: Uh, Andrea from Hot Atlanta says, "Of all the re- v- blah, 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 blah. out of all the reviews and recaps <laughs> I read this week, you two were the only ones to address the camera shots on the hands and fingers." Yeah,
2: I'll take credit for that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it seems to me that part of this, of the point of those shots, is to show that even the hardest of guys can get nervous, but also mm-hmm. called the mind. For me, this painting, and she linked to us uh, to the creation of Adam. Mm, yeah. The Michelangelo Sistine Chapel. Exactly. Yep. Um, I am by no means knowledgeable about art or religion, although she does link a piece of art and religion. Uh, <laughs> but the painting <laughs> illustrates the concept of uh, God creating Adam in his own image. Might there be parallels in Breaking Bad? Especially with all the Jesus imagery and such coming through. I don't know if you knew this, uh, Andrea, but the internet debunked us on that. And they it's, did. It's Steve Aoki. He's just a DJ, not God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could religious themes be permeating other aspects of the show? I believe that tonight was the first time we saw Gus looking at his computer screen, monitoring his security cameras. Ah, uh, yep. There were two conspicuous shots of it, like God overseeing his kingdom. Uh, Gus and Don Eladio above him wants to mold his underlings into exactly what he wants them to be. But, of course, Adam and the man in, and man in general develops free will and things go awry.
2: Man, this is good. I love when people get literary on us. Yeah. Or
0: painterary, <laughs> in this case. painterly. Our yeah. our listeners are freaking awesome. They really are. They're knocking our socks off this week. They are. We've got a lot of good theories. Um, I love it. I
2: like this one because the only two shots that I remember are of um gus's hand and walt's hand mm-hmm. uh I, well there may have been a T O one but let's just disregard that for my theory's sake and beat the hell out of your boom like boom <laughs> yeah just beat it like a drum just beat it like a drum um it it could kind of relate as gus passing down his maybe his empire or his knowledge to walt because we know that Walt is eventually going to overtake Gus. He has to, right?
0: Well, I think it's the thing works both ways. Gus developing free will and overthrowing the cartel. And mm-hmm. Walt developing free, w- free will and trying to overthrow Gus. Gus. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesse developing free will and overthrowing <laughs> Walt. I mean, this is like <laughs> yeah. an MC fucking Escher drawing, man. It's like a conveyor A hand drawing a hand. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Okay. Jason S. Salud means health. It can also hmm. be used as a salutation, as in to your health. And when I read this feedback, I thought. Oh my god, this episode is going to have a definitive answer about Walt's cancer. It has to. Yeah, the, It has to. If we're playing a name game next week mm-hmm. and one of the layers isn't Walt's cancer coming back, I will eat... Official prediction. I will eat a pork pie hat, <laughs> which I only can assume is made of pork, which I kind of enjoy. It's actually made of wool. I don't know if Ooh, I want to eat that. Enough... Uh, Official prediction? No. Are you willing to eat a point if it's not true? No. I'll eat the pork by hat with lots of <laughs> sweet baby rays. <laughs> Points make it go down easier. Damien from Ireland says, obviously, the, uh, oh, this is the pool one. Uh, it talks uh, about the yeah. use, the running theme of swimming pools at Breaking Bad. <laughs> Surprisingly, bed. yeah. Uh, he says, this device was used for the plane crash at the end of the second series, all the slow motion you know scenes of the teddy bear floating in the pool yeah the eye floating the eye. around mm-hmm. we've also seen walt sit by himself at the poolside flicking in matches after learning of his cancer mm-hmm. uh, we've seen him set his cash on fire and throw it in the water <laughs> yep um we also see a very significant parallel with the important moment in the second season um of particular interest of those who follow the death of walt junior theory which i'm not as familiar with i'm going to have to read mm-hmm. up on that yeah we now have a set of poolside tequila drinking scenes the first ends with walt junior spilling his guts into the pool of Walt Senior. The second ends with Max spilling his brains into the pool of Don Aladio. Hmm. See, I really like these
2: broad theories over the whole series. Yeah. Because I I very often focus on the episode that we're watching or the episode that we're podcasting because I have to pull all the details out of it. Right. It's hard to focus on the whole series. Right. And when our listeners send us feedback like this, it's just it blows my mind.
0: Right. Uh, He said for a show so carefully produced, this seems like a very deliberate parallel. There's a real zinger in the dialogue as Max lies dead at Don Eladio's poolside. Hector says, look at him to Gus Mm -hmm. as Walt Jr. Hank and Walt drink at the poolside. Walt barks. Walt barks. What are you looking at him for when (sighs) Walt Jr. glances at Hank? Or in other words, look at me. Wow. Bear in mind that this is the episode that ends with the famous stay out of my territory line. Oh, one of the best lines ever. A key moment in the transformation of Walt into the Heisenberg. As we now know, the death of Max is a key moment in the transformation of Gus into a powerful crime figure we see today. Wow. Yeah, I'm blown away. Uh, Damien. And, and we're
2: not even done yet, Yeah, are we? because he continues <laughs> to say,
0: um, you know, one of the things he took from our postings where you quoted... Um, we, we quoted Gilligan, Vince Gilligan, yeah. about how the show is going to take Mr. Chips and turn him into Scarface. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he gives us the death of Tony Montana, and it's him face down in a blood pooled swimming pool. Yeah. Wow. So- Wow. Uh, I have one question, Damien from Ireland. Are you going to make this an official prediction? <laughs> You're going to risk a point for this one? <laughs> no, seriously, that's awesome, though. I mean-
2: if you think about it, as Mr. Chips to Scarface, and Scarface is dead in the pool.
0: I just don't know how literal that's going to be.
2: Now this, yeah, because if it were literal, it would blow your theory of Walt face down in the desert.
0: Yeah. Uh, from the the unless the pool is full of sand. But we might have a, let's 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 move on because we have another alternative take on that. Okay. That completely is maybe cha- even changed my mind. And I want to see if I can weasel out of my prediction. Uh, Tanaka- <laughs> no, no. No, hey, it's really It's on the site. You haven't heard my weaseling. Let me nah. weasel, and then you can you can judge. Um, okay. Tanako X says, I cannot tell whether Hank is suspicious of Walt or not. Wouldn't Hank say to Walt as soon as he started driving, Hey, pal, want to help me with some police work? I want you to help me plant a tracker on Gustavo Fring. I think he's a mec- the meth kingpin of the Southwest. Hmm. Nah... I think that Hank was trying to keep this secret from everybody and because it's extra legal. And the only reason he yeah. told Walt in the first place is because Walt was balking and panicking and wanting to know more information.
2: And the only reason Walt was balking is because Mike was staring him down. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh
0: Kevin F says, uh the reason Gus takes always takes a vegetable platter to the meetings is because he's a vegetarian. Also, <laughs> since nobody eats any, he can take the same plate over and over again. <laughs> What? It's like the dead man's coffee vegetable edition. All right. Well, I gotta go with it. It's dead man's coffee, related. and it's hermetically sealed. He yeah. has that plastic over it. Saran you know, it's wrap out it. for fifteen minutes. You <laughs> throw the saran wrap. You put it back in the deep freezer. We're gonna try an experiment here. <laughs> oh God, uh, Dave, the artist formerly known as Brain Damaged from Pennsylvania. You guys oh, yeah. were talking about whether Gail was gay or not in the karaoke video. He's wearing a purple bandana in his pocket. Gay men sometimes wear color bandanas in their pocket to display what they're looking for. Purple hmm. means into piercings, according to Wikipedia. What do you okay. think? Um, That's kind of evidence in the pro-gay column. It is. It is.
2: Does Gus have any piercings? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, he's been over to his house multiple times. He's got
0: a uh, pierced taint, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: have we, is that canon? Have we seen that?
0: Yeah, we yeah. will. Uh, he's squatting over me It's in
2: one of the sped up shots.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. I, does, does it matter? I'm pretty sure that Gale and uh, Gus are not lovers. Which that's I, yeah. the only way this could possibly matter, right? Honestly, to me, it feels
2: like Gus would only be a lover with someone who is his equal, right? And, Max, and I don't think Gus is his or
0: Gail is his equal. No. Max certainly was at that time. No, G- Gale is more of a passive lap dog type. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, he actually says, P.S. I was curious if A-Ron's name is really A-Ron Hubbard or if that's just a nod to L-Ron Hubbard. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal. A little story time. Uh, My friend Jim and his friend did a podcast called Power Play, like, years ago, which I was a fan of. 2006,
2: man. It's been a while.
0: Um, Last year, or the year in 2009, we three created another show called Blue Yonder on Bald Move, and... They had the names, like, you were Jim Jones, uh-huh. he was Peter Street, or St. Peter. A riff on St. Peter, Like, yeah. these religious figures. Sure. Uh, well, one's a crazy cult leader, and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. what St. Peter is, whatever. It was a religion. So, my name's actually Aaron, and I've been called Aaron from time to time by douchebags. Um, so, I thought it'd be funny to be Aaron Hubbard. <laughs> yeah. So, the more you know. Um. Charlie F. says, I think the idea that Gus and Max had a relationship as gay lovers is not true. It's pretty simple when you think about it. They called themselves hermanos or brothers. But if they were in a relationship, isn't that just strange? Mm. I don't think you'd call your gay lover your brother. That's <laughs> a little strange. Here's the thing. In 1980s, super machismo Mexican drug cartel world where you could be killed, perhaps, for being gay or mm, drugged yeah. behind a truck or fed to dogs, you might call... Your lover, a brother, because like look, look at some of the hmm. crazy things we've seen politicians like these guys come out against gay marriage and uh, you know do all this stuff on a soapbox about anti-gay this, and then you find out that they take a gay prostitute to bed or they're trying yeah. to solicit gay sex in a restroom. Oh yeah, all people do crazy things to maintain images, and I think that's crazier than calling your gay lover a brother as camouflage, and so- especially
2: the. We know that Gus is high up in some organization that would protect him from the Mexican cartel mm-hmm. or get him at respect from the Mexican cartel, right. at least. So anyone in that position is more likely to try to disguise it. So Hermanos kind of fits there.
0: Um, Drex says, has anyone ever brought up that Walt Jr. might be Ted's? Yes, they have. On they Skyler's have. job interview, they were talking about how tall and handsome he was. Ted said, good jeans and Skyler mm-hmm. looked very uncomfortable. Interesting. I think it's another check in the perhaps Walt Jr. is Ted's column. I don't know how it'll be significant. We'll have to wait.
2: I think you were telling me that Walt Jr. looks a lot more like Ted. Oh, yeah, when I read this
0: email to you. I actually do. You look at the actor that plays Ted, Mm -hmm. uh, and you look at Walt Jr., he looks a lot more like a combination of Skyler and him than he does of Skyler and Walt. For sure. That's my opinion. So. He also mentioned the song that we talked about, the Mexican drug uh, ballad that opened up to yeah, Narco Um Which I actually posted, uh, or you posted today. I posted. You stole I did the news link. today. Yeah. Uh, we posted an interesting article about
2: that. It's a good one, too. I've read a little story about Aaron's uh, adventures. <laughs> uh,
0: whatever. So go check that out. Uh, Self proclaimed <laughs> funny story. Um, he says if you listen, the whole song sounds like it could be Guess's backstory. Hmm. Which makes sense because, okay, he said that the, um, they used the term gringo, which why is almost often used to describe white people from the USA, also means foreigner. And Gus is a foreigner. Sure. For um, so I think it could work either way because, again, this series is about parallels and character arcs and, you know, you know repeats of different roles. So Walt's backstory and Gus's backstory obviously have a lot of similarities, so... That is true. Anyway. And, and
2: Walt is kind of climbing the ladder like Gus did, you know?
0: He also, so. the reason I read this is because at the end, he says, please read this. Um, I'd hate to be right with no one to know or care. You know, the whole tree <laughs> falling in a force of no one around thing. None of my friends could give a crap, and my fiance would rather see porn in search cash than Breaking Bad spoilers at this point. Drex, she's just your fiance. And there's no ring on the finger. Leave. <laughs> Leave now. <laughs> if she's against Breaking Bad, what other good things will she be against in your life? Do you want that? Do you break. want a Skylar in should, your life? Always should. pumping the brakes on the good stuff? No! We should change the name of our show to Breaking Marriages,
2: apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would never break a marriage. This is an engagement. Oh, you're right. Breaking Engagements. Yeah. Now, if you think your fiancé hated Breaking Bad spoilers now, <laughs> wait till she gets a load of this. Yeah, bad news. Um, anyway, John from Portland, uh, who always sends his pre-bolded text like he like he knows we're not gonna read his whole email so he just bolds the parts that are important <laughs> i love it i wish Portland. more listeners would do that because we have so much email it's insane. oh yeah um he said i love the fact that gilligan does not confirm or deny guess of sexuality me too it doesn't matter it's inconsequential mm-hmm. um i like that yeah because and they uh, dan feinberg from the uh, uh alan Seppenwall podcast sure it's not heisenberg mhm <laughs> He, I said the same thing. He goes, you know, I kind of like the fact that it's, uh, it could be this, it could be that, because it doesn't really matter. Like if they were gay, it would add right. a little subtext, but it doesn't have anything. It doesn't to do. play
2: into the story that we're that they're telling here. Right, right. I, I mean, it's interesting to think about, and and it has some some subtext. But uh, my thing is, I like when things are left open to interpretation mm-hmm. because it allows us to do what we do here, the podcast, mm-hmm. the speculation that we do. Um, all that sort of stuff is enabled by
0: the ambiguity that they leave right. in, the, in the show. I do see that a lot of people in the gay and lesbian community that's at least in the you know, critical circles are paying a lot of attention to it because, you know, that's what they do. Okay. But, but it's
2: almost inconsequential, inconsequential to his character. It almost right. doesn't – it's a very did small you, part of what his total character is. Did you know is. that there's
0: an evil gay stereotype like in evil fiction, gay yeah like if you look up uh, the sociopathic uh homosexual on tv tropes that's a, like a trope
2: that they're more often villains than
0: yeah really yeah like not, i had no idea that's changing but that's been like you know, usually when there was a, a a gay person that they would always be the villain there's something hmm. wrong with them you know so oh, okay. i just thought that was you know so that's i think that's why it's of interest yeah uh, Mike from the West coast with the subject of shark jump. He says, is it just me? Or did you also sense a degree of exaggeration this episode? While last week was full of intense, intelligent dialogue and fascinating backstory, this week seemed full of amateur, almost silly swagger. Hank spilling all of his theories, to Walt, why is it the Walt is the only one that can drive Hank around anyway, scrubbing down the chicken plant, Gus staring down snipers, Skylar dumb, blonding her way past the IRS. Um, I don't get it. This episode seemed to drop a couple levels in sophistication compared to the masterpiece of last week. Why didn't Jesse drop the rice and bomb in a soup? He could have easily outweighed Gus for the first sip and then left with the excuse. I love this show, but I hate the inconsistency. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, as we get
2: more towards Scarface and less towards Mr. Chips... We kind of have to go into that territory,
0: right? Well, I think part of the complaint is maybe, and that's why I don't think Breaking Bad is as good as The Wire because they do waste a little bit more time. But
2: there's no. So uh, they, they my have problem to make a
0: lack of focus in The Wire.
2: But let's okay, let's not. They have about to the wire. make
0: these logical jumps sometimes to get okay. from pl- point A to point B because they have written themselves into a corner a little bit.
2: But what does that have to do with the the main story of Walt? Like the no, the story it's just, arc of Walt, it's
0: the suspension of disbelief. It's like I will confess that they almost lost me at the end of season two with the the twin plane crash. below But that me. seems on the periphery of Walt's story. Walt I doesn't don't, don't, don't take any lessons from that. Walt doesn't. I'm talking as a list, as a viewer. It okay. helped. It almost shattered my suspension of disbelief and had. Mm-hmm. I was actually looking for reasons to quit watching in season three, <laughs> and they wrote me back in. And they didn't give you any. And again. Yeah. The show's still excellent. It's awesome. It's one of the you know top five television shows of all time. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Mike. This, as a person, bothers me a little bit from time to time too.
2: I'm from a very heavy uh, zombie movie background, <laughs> so <laughs> and he is a smart one from that perspective. And being the smart one, uh, I have to say I'm not really bothered by the suspension of disbelief um, angles. I can kind of still suspend my disbelief.
0: Okay, I'm the uh, the show. Uh, the tag, love the show, hate the consistency. I'm kind of with you on there. So we'll we'll hmm. we'll be I, – I don't cut the show any slack. When yeah. they stretch my suspension oh, I know. of disbelief, <laughs> I do mention it. So Definitely. Um, Ted M. says, what happened between Walt and Jesse so far this season reminds me of this passage from N- N- Nishi? Nishi. Nishi. I always have problems pronouncing many words, but that one especially. Uh, There was a time in our lives when we were so close that nothing seemed to obstruct our friendship and brotherhood, and only a small footbridge separated us. Just as you were about to step on it, I ask you, do you want to cross the footbridge to me? Immediately, you did not want to anymore, and when I asked you again, you remained silent. Since then, mountains and torrential rivers and whatever separates and alienates have been cast between us, and even if we wanted to get together, we couldn't. But when you now think of that little footbridge, words fail you, and you sob and marvel." I really like that take. I'm going to sob and marvel at that quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pretty good quote. Yeah, he elaborates, like, man, our listeners are freaking awesome. They really are. Uh, they both care a lot about each other. The look that Walt gives when Mike tells him to not talk to Jesse while they disposed of the body was pure anguish of betrayal. Jesse tells Gus that he'd die before giving Walt up. If they had both told each other that and communicated better they would have avoided what had happened. Now that Mm -hmm. tiny distance between them has become a huge chasm, and it looks like it'll never be repaired. That's, I mean, again, I said in the recap, it's like watching a relationship fall apart because of distrust and miscommunication. There's Mm -hmm. nothing fundamentally wrong with it, and the characters have never stopped caring and loving each other. Yeah. But this bullshit in between gets, you know, I call it bullshit. Um, a the better man might call it a, a footbridge or, you know, a or whatever. But <laughs> those, those philosophers mountains out Mountains and there. torrential rivers. Um, <laughs> he says it's such a f- weird fight scene because usually when I watch fights, it's just cool looking or exciting or satisfying in a revenge type of way. But this was really sad, a sad fight.
2: Yeah, it was sad. It was, I felt dirty coming away from that fight. And I talked about this earlier, but ah one of the most upsetting
0: fights i've ever seen tom g from west virginia says the ricin will not come back from mexico with jesse it will be used on a senior cartel member Hmm. i like this because it would be so easy for jesse to be like yo mr g i watched mr white make this He'd say, yo bitch uh, not the not the <laughs> Gus. He said, I, "I've watched Mister White make this. I've made it again because I needed something in my back pocket. If Walt ever turned on me, uh-huh. and I know he started smoking, so I made this rice and cigarette." And w- Gus is like, "Damn boys, you know how to dispose of bodies. I make them too." And he <laughs> ends up poisoning the whole car. I could see this maybe happening, and I kind of want to. Wow. I I I, I, I want to get back and, and reread the one sentence or two sentence synopsis of the rest of the series. Um, because mm-hmm. I I kind of got a, a different spin on these things now.
2: Okay. We'll have to do that in the spoiler section then.
0: All right. Um, Nick from Ottawa says, Mike explains that Gus wasn't killed by the cartel because they need his distribution network. This is rather simple on the surface. If they were all after Gus's distribution network or Gus Walt's recipe, Gus could be swept aside easily. The reason Gus can so blatantly defy gunfire and stare down sniper snipers that he knows he's protected by what the cartel knows, who he was in Chile. Hmm. Notice Gus has abandoned the mustard yellow. Nothing but black in this episode. That can't be good. I, yeah, I, I didn't notice. He ditched the members only yeah. jacket for all black. Black on black.
2: Yeah, and Jesse's in all black. and Things are getting dark. I don't know. Walt's in all white, though, which I thought was weird.
0: All right. A, a uh, let's keep keep trucking. Keep rolling, yeah. Um, so much feedback. Alex from Dallas. He's the one that uh, we call him Dave from Dallas. He's He's got round two of Skylar hate. Um <laughs> it's okay. He said, uh, Skylar's gone from being a waitress when she met Walter to a bookkeeper when she, uh, and to expert evaluator, business evaluator, negotiator, to official CPA signing Ted's official accounting reports, to legal IRS expert and actress floozy for hire. What an evolution. Sure. <laughs> I like it. He says it's already straining his uh, disbelief to have a science teacher become a meth dealer, so... Uh, he says, is Skylar really smart and conniving or stupid? Which is it, Villigan? At the same time as above, Skylar is so stupid she vacuum packs her money that Walt's earned and sticks it under the house, awaiting the slightest little spark to set off a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> I guess considering she is still naive enough nah. to, to believe Walt can walk away from the illegal drug trade, maybe she's dumb enough to make kindling out of all that money in her she's, house.
2: She's naive when it comes to the drug thing. She's very smart when it comes to accounting. Right. She understands how that works.
0: Right. And he says she's so connected to and protective of her family in ABQ that she won't leave to protect her newborn or Walt Jr. But at the same time, she will do things like give money, save for her family to Ted, which is going to happen uh, mm. because she looked. He looked at her with those helpless puppy dog eyes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't. That's that. This, I can't settle. I got to see how they work this plan out because it does seem ridiculous. You got her there, Alex. Okay. I can't yeah. You got me. that. Yeah. That seems stupid.
2: I, I agree. I agree.
0: But so does it bother you that they swing firm? She was like this co- a waitress at a coffee store, and now she's this no. badass bookkeeper. Uh,
2: no, because I mean we've seen the evolution of her, and we've seen the evolution of Walt, and we've seen that this series is about A to B. Yeah, and that's what Skylar is doing here.
0: Um, Mark from Kentucky says: So guys, was Gale the backup plan for the Mexican drug cartel? Kind of seems like it now. That he wasn't going to take Walt's place at all. The Gus always has a plan brewing. So he's saying oh. that when he asked Gale, "If you can cook mm-hmm. Walt's recipe that that Gale, that he wasn't going to kill Walt, that yeah. Gale might have just been the <laughs> Jesse in this scene. How that how all this happened for no good reason? How brilliant is
2: that? If we see some sort of flashback or something that Walt killed the guy who was going to go to the cartel and essentially make him the guy to go to for Gus
0: um mark this is a brilliant theory but i don't think it's falsifiable we don't know enough to say we don't yet it it would make sense though i like it and it would be a really fantastic twist on that plot uh let's roll on winter from cali she wants to know what we think of the acting on the shows um tell you what (laughs) end of season we're going to do like a retrospective and we'll talk about that okay uh she also wonders if jesse might ever reconnect with his family Mm -hmm. i don't see it that storyline feels closed yeah, it closed when he sold the house, right? Or when he bought the house, rather. Maybe if his baby brother gets addicted to meth and dies, maybe. <laughs> but the show's got a if, lot of fish if to his, fry. If his baby brother got addicted to the blue, hmm. how bad would Jesse feel then? Hmm. <laughs> um, she also says, I doubt Walt and Jesse's relationship can recover from this. It's the breaking point of their relationship. What I don't understand is how the relationship has hit rock bottom without ever hitting the top. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, she mentions has there ever been an instance that demonstrated a peak of their understanding and of affection for one another? I mean, other than being willing to die for each other. And but Jesse they,
2: killing someone for him, Walt.
0: But they never said that to each other, like, yo, bro, I die for you. I love yeah. you, bro. They didn't that's have to that. That's true, the they said that moment. to other people. Yes. So yeah. I guess you're that's that's valid. So huh.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, Joseph H. says this is not a prediction. But I don't think that Walt would even notice if Skyler uh, gave Ted the cash. After all, he's not counting the space bags to see how much he has left. If he does find out, well, six hundred grand is a small price to pay to stay out of prison. And that dust would settle pretty quickly once Walt recognizes it. And also, I, I'm- <laughs> this dovetails because Winter, in the email before, uh, mentioned that Walt's so disconnected that he even forgets it's Walt Jr.'s birthday. So he would he even care that she gave him? Her, him this money he
2: he absolutely would he ab- this is an issue of pride for him this is yeah the, the money she is an issue ted. of pride and she fucked and ted. she, she fucked something. the guy who he's gonna give walt's rightful earnings to yeah. that is a problem that is a huge problem and i guarantee that is where this is going like official prediction mm-hmm. walt is gonna find out if Skyler gives ted the money walt will find out okay That's a lame-ass prediction. I
0: don't know if I'm going to allow it. What do you mean? It's predicated on two ifs. Okay. Let's roll on. All right. Tanako X. I'm struck by how many people are siding with Jesse in this. Um, He says, Walt should have listened to Gus and dumped the junkie. He should have let Jesse get killed by the two thugs instead of running them over. He says, in contrast, what has Jesse contributed to Walt's life? He comes in and out and back and forth about whether he's in business with Walt or not. He let his druggy girlfriend threaten Walt. He goes into junkie mode at their most critical moments. He calls Walt at home, putting things in jeopardy before Skylar uh, uh, found out. He doesn't call Walt back at crucial times. Uh, he has this air defiance, uh, "Yo, bitch!" While my, uh, Walt <laughs> is risking everything for him, uh-huh. Jesse has for the most part been useless. If he had dumped him long ago, would he have be having any problems with Gus? Fair point.
2: Yeah, very fair point so
0: but it's kind I, of he should have dumped him
2: in the chicken shop the very first time he talked to gus right he should have been like i will never talk to this guy again
0: get me into your operation yeah wonder how the but then again would have gus been attracted to that because i think the parallels between him and max were kind of strong too huh. anyway uh. arjun five oh i had to say arjun v <laughs> It's like a a planet. The Arjun strikes back. Uh, There was a lot happening in this episode. You guys are always talking about how Villigan said... by the. I love how the audience is just, Villigan is now a thing. Yeah, it is. Said by the end of the series that he will eventually hate Walt. Well, I don't know who you were supposed to be rooting for after that final scene. It seemed to be evenly matched, but then after Jesse slammed Walt's head into the table, he got four solid shots right to Walt's cranium. Oh, yeah. I guess it's been established Walter's hard-headed both figuratively and literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Because he took the hard fall and fly He get hit, took the fly huh. swatter to the face um anyway he says either Walt's got a metal plate in his head or jesse needs to hit the weight room <laughs> or maybe both maybe um evan stacy he took another look at the video episode uh negro e azul yeah that's the one with the music video the mexican yeah. you know um he says i'm not so sure that's brian cranson playing heisenberg could it be aaron paul i looked and i'm almost convinced that that it was Aaron Paul dressed up as Heisenberg oh, no. in the video. Your theory, man. So then Liz uh, G jumps in and says, Current working theory in the Gus-Jesse scene, Gus used the phrase our business while telling Jesse he would answer all his questions about it. Since Gus would never do either one, it's clear <laughs> that Gus is playing Jesse. Gus's the cartel is for handing over Walter, either to teach him how to cook or perhaps for him to kill him. Gus doesn't really want to give in to Cartel, so he's going to send Jesse disguised as Heisenberg (gasps) instead. Idea, doesn't Gus doesn't care that Jesse will get killed if he can always keep Walt cooking by threatening his family. The theory might be backed up by the Heisenberg Mexican vi- music video, which features Jesse dressed as Heisenberg. Oh, my God. If that happens, Liz, uh, I'm not worthy. <laughs> clairvoyant. I, in fact, I will bow out of the cast. You can start doing the thing <laughs> Skyping with Jim because yeah, he's the, the smart, smart one. one and the... you're the clairvoyant one. Apparently all right? so. That's a hell of a theory. Right. And I'm almost wondering, can I get credit if any if someone dressed as Heisenberg with a pork <laughs> pie hat and the sunglasses and a jacket lies face down in the desert? Does it have to be Walt? Uh, no, I'll give it to you. Because I, I, I should have said Heisenberg dies face yeah, down. Yeah, All right. Well, thank you. See, I'll give it I to you. I knew if you heard my weaseling. Sure, it's good. I weaseled my way in. <laughs> uh, Danny, Moore, uh, Danny M. Um, he says, I think Skylar is just smart enough to stay involved long enough to jump from a sinking ship. Maybe when Hank finds out, she'll try to cut a deal that leads to pursuit of Walt. Off she goes Ooh. with the kids to witness protection. Women can be crafty.
2: Yikes. Bad relationship in the past, Danny? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also says, uh, thick or not, I'd hit it. So there's a... Uh, this shit looking there's good this Sky- episode, I'm telling you. There's some Skylar love. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know. That would be pretty callous mm. of Skyler to just up and leave Walt and then stick the DEA on him. Mm-hmm. I man, I would really hate Skylar if she did that. Then
0: uh, the clairvoyant Liz G says. Also, I'm really glad that you're not making your content pay for play. Never. Oh, uh, tomorrow it's going up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no but okay. I wouldn't mind a donate button on your site. We do. I don't like the feel of a donate button.
2: Donate's a little because we don't want to take money from listeners. I'm not, we, pan,
0: I'm not panhandling here. I'm if doing you guys this I want to
2: donate, to. here's what you do. You go that at the top of every page. We have uh, an Amazon a shop and we have a link to the amazon front page with our code or whatever in it you just buy stuff that you normally buy yeah off of amazon you don't have to do it. it's like it's it's free to you and helps us out pay for the exactly band-aid. yeah we don't want to take money from the listeners
0: and if that doesn't work out we got other things she, she said uh i wouldn't mind a donate button or drinking my coffee out of breaking good mug oh ho ho <laughs> we have got in the next week or two some i think really awesome merch coming out uh, stuff that you will want to get
2: hint hint Ball, uh, baldmove.spreadshirt.com Just go there
0: Oh, come I don't think that's ready are people, It's people, ready, nah, people can buy stuff yeah. I know they can, I don't think the shirt is ready
2: Yeah, oh sure, it's ready
0: I Changed it <sighs> Well, there might be V2, because right. I think it needs a V2 <laughs> Alright, we'll cut this out Jeff E says, I have a lingering question Whose flashback is that? Speaking of the one with Gus and Max Different people have different memories Was it really what happened, or was it one of their memories of the situation? I guess he's arguing this could be actually T.O.'s or Hector's flashback instead of Gus's? Hmm. They're both sitting there. It has to be but one I don't or the know other.
2: That, yeah, I don't know that flashbacks are memories. Flashbacks are it's what actually device. happened. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, they go. So regardless of whose
2: flashback this is, it has to be the truth. Uh, it has. Yeah, it has to be fact.
0: The, the omniscient narrator is who we're seeing this eyes. Th- you know, obviously yeah. we're not seeing a first person view.
2: Otherwise, we'd see like a thought bubble come off of Gus's head, and then we <laughs> zoom
0: into that. Are you making fun of Jeff? Take no, I'm not. Jeff. I'm not. I'm. I'm what simply saying I don't agree. That's what happens when you're a smart one. You think you're smarter than everybody. You start up. I can it up. disagree with a listener you without just, being insulting. You just walled Jeff. Are we ready for spoilers? cuffs. <laughs> what? We're going at it. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw you around the bald cave. <laughs> you're going to grab my leg as I try to leave, and then viciously. Uh, we're
2: day. ready for spoilers. Yeah, this cast has gone on too long already. Uh... Do you want to tell us, tell them where they can find us?
0: If you want to make our lives even more miserable uh, with feedback, yeah. if you have a brilliant take and, and obviously the bar is set high, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to foretell the future if you want to keep up with Liz here, uh, please send us to, uh, breaking good at dot com. You
2: really got to memorize this shit, man. Facebook
0: is at facebook.com slash breaking good, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, uh, at break good, yep. not ing. Yep and uh if you like what we do give us a positive review on itunes yeah I and am. if you
2: want to support us go to our amazon link and buy the stuff you normally buy
0: right so okay that's it for this show in the vip spoiler section as
2: yeah as always can i do the outro will you let me do the outro no uh-uh. as always i'm jim and i'm aaron
0: see you in this <laughs> behind the silk ropes <laughs> the bouncers waving you in all right
2: okay let's go ahead and play the episode uh salute spoiler the next episode of amc's
0: breaking bad you can do this I write to the chase. I have some bad news. I don't want the way I was last night to be the memory you have of me when I'm gone. The tempest affects both of us. I'm telling you,
2: you need to drop this. It's supposed to just stay here forever. Either we're all going home or none of us are. No longer at the next episode. Holy shit, man. They're I- just ramping it up.
0: I'm calling bullshit on. Because I've seen previews for the next episode to directly contradict the way like saul saying i've got some bad news yeah I, i'm just gonna tell you that's from a scene where he tries yeah, to tell, tell ted me. uh that he inherits six hundred thousand dollars from a rich relative that he's never heard of that died in luxembourg
2: so he's telling ted that i've got some bad news a rich
0: uncle died or whatever Yeah, and, and it's taken years to find uh, out who their nearest yeah. living relative okay so that's bullshit that's bullshit uh,
2: we know that Jesse goes to Mexico, yep. and Mike goes to Mexico, mm-hmm. and did we see Gus go to Mexico?
0: Gus is in Mexico. He's on the plane. So
2: all three of the major players in Gus's operation are in mm-hmm. Mexico.
0: Mm-hmm. The- and and <laughs> Jesse's got a blindfold on. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so continue that thought, because then I want to talk about this scene that I've got highlighted. So I'm wondering, do you think they're all coming back? They have to, Right. I mean that was one do of you the things Do I think. Villigan, I think
2: Villigan could kill off one of them here because this seems like an appropriate time to kill one of them. Maybe that's, you need maybe to, that's how are winding ricin, down.
0: Maybe that's how the ricin comes into play. It might be. But you You'd might have to, be. How do you kill every person in the Mexican cartel with a little bit of rice under the A big pot of soup. I don't yeah. know. And again, it's not that's I think maybe that's going to be significant, the fact that Jesse's like, whoa, this isn't very much ricin. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if you did throw it in that big pot of soup for Gus, who knows, like a bowl would a bowl kill you or just give you indigestion. <laughs> right. Um, what do you think about this scene where obviously Walter is trying to explain to Walt Junior why he got his why he looks like he's got his ass beat. <laughs> That's a good
2: question. How is he gonna explain this to A, Walt Junior and B Skyler?
0: Well Because Skylar has had a problem with him getting his ass beat before. True, true. Um, I just, I don't know. He doesn't, on the other hand, it doesn't look like he's that beat up in this scene. Like, we've seen him worse. We have. We've seen him with a big black eye. And, and... um,
2: now this takes me back to the, the promo shot that we saw, what was it, before the season even started, Mm -hmm. of Walt with a big black eye and a green shirt and nice dress pants. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't he have a nose piece, too? Yeah, he had a bandage across his nose. Uh Uh-huh. Is this where that comes into play? Did Jesse beat him so bad that he's going to have a black eye in nose? No,
0: because I got spoilers. I just saw a... This uh, is the spoiler section. Bring I it. I know. I saw a 40-photo a, a series about oh. uh, the filming of the next few episodes where they got, like, drug dogs going through... Oh, link that. I will. Okay. They got drug do- dogs going through Gus's chicken facility and all that. And uh-huh. in that series, they show... Uh, brian cranston with the black eye makeup and the nose bandage and a different outfit so i think that's going to happen in the next few episodes he's going to get savagely beat again um because we see him here and he's he's roughed up sure but i don't know that he's he looks that fucked up i mean look at him here uh yeah he doesn't look that bad that might actually be the next
2: episode Honestly.
0: So his health takes a toll on
2: (laughs) Salud, It might actually be because, um, I was looking at the, the descriptions of the episodes and I think one of them said something about, um, Hank asking Gomez for a favor Mm. and that could be the drug dogs coming in because Hank can't do that by himself.
0: Right. Right.
2: So I, I think that was this next episode, but I'm not positive on that. Hmm. It might be 12. It might be End Times. Because there's another spoiler. Well, I, they just came out with the name of episode 12. It's called End Times. Uh
0: huh. Um, and also, the interview with the Gomi, the guy that plays Gomi, said that he's got a solo scene in that. Really? Yeah. He says it's, it's the first time Gomi's ever been on camera by himself. And Hank's huh. not there to help him. Yeah.
2: So that could be it. Hmm. Okay. So maybe in a couple, three episodes sure. or so, we'll see that.
0: Um,. What do you So think with of- Skyler, yeah, Skyler and Ted. Do you have that article with the the, the show names and the descriptions? Can you find that? Uh, I can find that real okay. quick, yeah. Um, what do you make of this scene? Where Because, again, Skyler's going to have Saul. And the whole time before he comes into his office, Saul's going, this is a bad idea, this is a bad <laughs> idea, this is a bad idea. And then he comes down and he tells this cock and bull story. Um, do you think that somehow Ted's going to figure out like he's gonna not take the money, and then Skylar finds out. He's like you got to take the money and goes into Skylar mode because he says, "Yo, Skylar, back off. You need to let this drop."
2: Yeah. Um. See, I thought that was related to his tax issue. Like you need to settle when she said that mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. But you might be right. Maybe he's. Maybe he doesn't want to take the money.
0: Well, I don't know. For some reason, that he... ruins
2: my prediction that I just
0: made in this episode. <laughs> So I'm gonna disagree. That would be with hilarious that. if she's gonna give the money away and he doesn't take it. Uh, how stupid is he? I don't know. It saved the you know showdown between Walt and Skyler. Have you found that yet or no? No, I've not found it yet. Okay. What, what do, do you want me to try to find it and then you give you, you talk about the spoiler from the Beast? Uh, sure. We can go into that. All right. I'll look for it. for the other thing. Okay. So the Daily Beast,
2: uh, which is. Uh, some website. I don't know uh, from this from this is from before the season premiere. So you got to consider that. Uh, I'm just going to read this verbatim because it's kind of long, but um, it has a lot of good stuff in it. It says uh, the scene they're shooting. This guy is on set watching them shoot this. And he says the scene they're shooting is a seven page, 11 minute behemoth, uh, perhaps the most pivotal and emotional of the season, a confrontation in the white's darkened home between Walt and Jesse who believes Walt has committed an unpardonable crime. I don't know what you're thinking coming here, Walt snaps, pacing like a caged beast. Christ, what does it matter? Everything is all coming to an end. Fuming, Jesse keeps a watchful eye on Walt, but he doesn't speak or move. Do we even know what hap- what's happening, Walt shouts? The full scope of what's happening? Eventually, there will be accusations and denials and screaming and shoving of a gun followed by a decision that's consistent with Gilligan's description of season four as a whole. It's all about whether Walt's moral rot will infect the people around him. But first the director and his stars have to figure out how to play this moment. And right now they're not agreeing on much. So basically we had, um, a scene where they're, they're in Walt's house and somebody has a gun and they they have this confrontation. And after we've seen what happened tonight, Mm -hmm. I honestly can't picture Jesse and Walt in a room together. Like, how, how do they come back together? But it, it's happened because he says this is the final take. This is what they put into the episode. So I don't know if this is way later on in the in the season. Maybe it's episode 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. I uh, but how do they come back together? That just blows my mind,
0: and one of them has a gun and they're in their walt's house. one of them one thing that occurred to me is that perhaps the only way Walt can get Jesse's sympathy if his cancer has renewed, because mm-hmm. Jesse thinks it's all in remission and he's healthy and all this, and he says, "Look, the reason I 've been an asshole is yeah. because my cancer's come back." And the way Jesse is with his big heart, I think he would instantly mm-hmm. be like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." And now and he, he and now understands he, the cancer too, caused, we, we saw that in the hand. diner scene mm-hmm. so many seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's maybe this is how it's going to work out. Because that's the one thing wow. I can see that would make him turn around if he used that to gain his sympathy. Huh? And then to have him unleash the Jane thing on him.
2: Well, yeah, be brutal. I don't know. Did you find that? No, I didn't. No. It's, it's, uh, it's not easy. I have all of them here, though. Um, okay. Did you find
0: it? Uh, no, but they're in separate articles. We can go through them. What did you want to know? I just wanted to go through them all again and see how our uh, understanding has changed and if, if we could make some new predictions going forward. But we can do that next week. Okay. Um.
2: No, I've got... Uh, no, I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's do that next week.
0: Damn technology. We'll, ha- we'll report that all right uh do you have
2: any more spoilers did we want to talk any more about the preview the promo for next week or is that it
0: um no like i said i already told you what the the promo we usually there's another one on friday that usually drops from tv guide or imdb yeah yeah. obviously hasn't come out yet so you can almost see five or six minutes of breaking bad before it actually comes out and i do so okay well then that is it for the show and we will see you guys next week see you guys next time